right, what are you guys at? We should be right pretty much smack dab at the same time. I just 41. hit 41. Yep. yep. Same. Nice. Got that clap right at the beginning. Heck yeah. All right. You ready, Randall? You look like you're looking something up real quick. No. Okay. Just waiting for us to go. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 63, and my name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey, everybody. And John Hines. Hey there. And we got the whole crew back again. John uh, is back from literally today, kind of, from a little day vacation, right? Mm -hmm. Little day trip. Trying to go to places where nobody else is, because that's the only (laughs) way to have a vacation nowadays. (laughs) Exactly. That actually sounds pretty nice, though. I'm I'm not complaining. (laughs) Yeah, and you got a nice tan, too. You got a nice tan, so... You're being um, very generous with the definition of a tan. <laughs> it may just be the white wall behind you, but... <laughs> but, yeah, I know uh, I know. last week, Randall and I, I kind of uh, really, really hyped up a game from uh, DYA Games, uh, Bot Vice, and you I did. know we're, you know, as we're getting warmed up here, I know you said that you uh, fired that up on your Switch. Uh, did you already have that, or did you pick it up uh, recently, or...? Uh, it was on sale. Like, oh, nice! You, you talked it <laughs> nice. up like crazy. You did the hard sell, and I accepted. <laughs> and then I looked, and I said, "Oh, not only is this a Switch game, but it's on sale right now." I think it was like three or four bucks. And oh, nice! Uh, like you said, it is like me, the video game, um, <laughs> being a gallery shooter uh, in a retro style. And yeah, I'm I'm definitely definitely into it. I'll, I will say, when I first started very first thing i noticed is the intro is way too long it's like way way too, way long. too long way like, too long you can skip it but it's way too long you can skip it but i'm like let me take this in just to be able to talk about it on the podcast let me give it a fair <laughs> shake and it just kept going and going and going and i get it guys like like you know, opening cutscene or like at least playable intro no, no it's like a full voice acted like uh, cutscene. yeah <laughs> It was it was a while. Um, yeah, I could have skipped it though. Obviously, I will from here on in. But uh, I was like, oh boy, guys! Like, I get what you're going for, but come on, let's go. <laughs> this is an action game at its core. Like, this is a lot of chatting. Um, but they set up their little premise, and that's cool. I got into the first level. I immediately got my ass kicked. This this game's hard. It is so hard. <laughs> it is so hard. I was like, wow, immediate like difficulty wall. And like, I think you had actually mentioned this last week too. Um, remapping the controls. Yeah. I'm definitely. like, I, I'm like, what the hell? Like I just kept running into it over and over again. I'm like, I'm just, just taking shots here. I'm like, okay, Kevin mentioned remapping controls. Let's go into the options. And I had to try like multiple different setups until I finally found something I was comfortable with, which was uh, putting my main shoot button and that aiming button that like can move the cursor to where you want to aim to whatever the closest enemy is. Both of those were on my back triggers. Okay. And then uh, the other action buttons like roll and the the saber uh, close-up attack and the flipping between uh, items were on my face buttons. And that's what ended up working for me where once I had that set up and I kind of got into the zone that I needed to get into with this game, I like 
whipped right through kind of first try in like levels two and three and then ran Ooh, into a wall damn. again by level four level it, three i don't even think i got past i, I might it's not easy <laughs> maybe i got to level four i can't remember for sure but i know it's either three or four i didn't get to that first boss like you can kind of see that there's like a boss on the uh yeah you know like the map or that's kind of showing your progress yeah um that kind of looks like bebop a little bit yeah, <laughs> actually a yeah. lot of bit <laughs> yes um but yeah I, I uh didn't quite get there but yeah i was already just like fuck i am stuck on this level oh yeah um and i'm on normal difficulty so yeah i did not mess with the difficulty stuff at all just kind of left that alone and like okay let me just see what this game's about and yeah man it's just like well you better put your game face on if you want to do anything here uh, but I was into that. And then, yeah, just like the same thing immediately stuck out to me. Like, why is there no two player in this game? This is like yeah. two players screaming to be added to this game. Maybe they'll do so for a sequel. I'd love it if they did that. Um, I will say it would probably be a little bit hectic yeah. having that second player just because there's so much shit going on at all times. <laughs> and it's like really hard not to take shots from bullets, even though like they're clear enough to see it's just so hectic with everything happening that it's like you're bound to take hits um but the cover system is great like that feels way better than i think it even should for being a 2d game at its heart yeah uh, like it just works i'm like yeah the it like feels right when like a bullet like the, I, at first i was like that's gonna hit me and like it just sailed right over my head and i was like huh yeah and i was like no that kind of just feels right yeah like i'm under the barrier and it just goes over my head yeah but and, yeah, and I like that there's enemies that there's certain enemies that are trying to attack you and that you can use the cover system to duck behind stuff. Uh, you kind of have this little a bit of real estate that you're moving back and forth in in this kind of gallery shooter setup um, near like the bottom of the screen. Uh, but then uh, in front of that is like a set of barriers. But there are enemies that aren't just shooting you. They're shooting your barriers down over time mm, and you have to yeah. focus on those guys first and foremost or you're screwed like you can you can dodge roll away from attacks but you can't do that forever nope and eventually <laughs> you it, it reaches its limit and you're like yeah you're because that dodge roll has like a set distance yep. so like eventually again it gets so hectic that you might dodge one projectile but more likely than not you're jumping right into another one so yep yep yeah but I'm really glad that uh, that you're also digging this one. Did you, oh, you look yeah. like you had some more to add on that? Or oh, I just really like the the soundtrack. Uh, really, really like the game. Like the I even like the timer uh, aspect of it, where it looks like I think it's an hour that you have technically to beat it. Something it's, like that. There's a timer. I thought it was something down. random. It's like I thought it was like 33 minutes maybe. and like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just maybe, some random. But it, but it's like that. yeah. But it's like every but it's only the it doesn't count. Like it's not a timer that keeps ticking down like it's it's only the time it takes you to beat the level i think correct sounds right like it like if you keep dying it's not like the timer keeps no, going down no, no, no i don't think so yeah so that kind of makes me think at least based on what dj and i played a strikey sisters like we kept thinking like oh we're getting close to the end and then like a new region of the map would open up and we're like holy crap this game is huge so like maybe this right. game is decently long because the levels are when you beat it it's only what maybe a minute minute and a half two minutes like Per level, very long levels yeah. yeah like maybe three like it's yeah, yeah at the those most, are intense yeah. three minutes but yeah it's <laughs> yeah but yeah. yeah i'm definitely into it very very happy for that recommendation kevin 
Heck yeah. Well, I'm glad glad you're digging it because it's like the worst feeling when you recommend a game to somebody or a movie or anything. And then you they're have just to like, watch this, especially especially a movie when you're watching it with the person and yep. you can just feel like you can just feel the disappointment in the air. You're just like, God, and they're judging me. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I guess uh, we could just move on into the the meat of the episode here and the what we've been we've been waiting for you, John, because we finally got a chance. There was a huge risk of rain two update. Uh, I think that it's kind of like officially out now, right? Sort of like it's out of early access. Sort yeah, of. I, I think. Um, that, and then I'll go ahead. No, go no. Ahead. Yeah, I, I think like at, at this point, like it's all the updates that have been like because they've been putting out update after update like they they put like released it to consoles when it was still like fairly in early access. But right. so many like quality of life improvements, like even like UI overhauls, like it is like finally in an area that uh or at, at a point that it feels like it's like uh, the official release at this point yeah especially on the on the switch at least which is where we're all playing it and we finally got a chance to to play it online all together and i yeah. think randall you played like a little bit before we all played together but you, this was kind of your first time dipping in right uh it was yeah i played like maybe one or maybe one maybe two sessions like really short just like what's this about let me just kind of get a hold of the controls so I'm not a complete idiot when I jump on with you guys that have, especially you, John, have way more experience than I do. So I'm like, want to keep up to some degree. So, but really, I didn't know very much at all about this game besides what John had told us before. So yeah, it was, it was like still a pretty fresh experience for me going into us playing together. Yeah, and I know that uh, when John and I played uh, an online session, like I'd, I'd kind of had maybe played more than one or two, but I had played like 10 or 12, you know, about a dozen or so runs by myself and like was just like, I don't know if I if I understand what's even going on in this game. Like I'm having fun, but I'm just kind of lost. Like there's so much happening yeah. um, and there's not a lot of like labeling on thing you know what i mean you do have to kind of like experiment a little bit so yeah the first time i kind of had a session with john and we actually made a video of that um and he was kind of like explaining and like walking me through like they're walking us through like how to play and it was yeah it was just like i was like yeah we gotta john just is a great person to introduce you to this game freaking guru uh, yeah it's i don't it's fun i just like showing people things that i love like it's <laughs> and when it boils down to it it's like i just want to show off and be like look at this isn't this cool this is so look Look at all the things you can do. It was cool. It was yeah. amazing. Well, yeah, we had a really long, like huge run. We got yeah. like, I think we beat the game, right? Yes. Te- like, we, we technically did. beat the game. You like you can keep infinitely looping. You know, if again, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's like a third person shooter action roguelike if you're not familiar, but with like a ton of different characters, ton of different weapons, settings like it's just it is like. I don't know. It's just kind of nuts. Like there's so many different buffs and upgrades and power ups and secrets. And it's just like John showed us a few secrets along the way, too, that were really, really fun. And like the type of stuff that like you're only going to find this stuff either if somebody shows you or if you're really trying to like nudge at the boundaries of the game. And I I really dig that. Like it has this like mysterious vibe, like the world feels kind of alive. And um, I would have no idea. If John didn't show us that stuff, just no clue. Honestly, yeah, it was incredible. And it's such cool stuff. Yeah. Like there's like secret boss battles we had and like yeah. secret like zones like that one mission. And like, I forget you should you should probably talk about this, John, but like that mission in like that 
kind of minefield or that toxic field or whatever. Oh yeah, the void yeah, the void fields. Like the void fields, yeah. But, so yeah, there there's like a bunch of stuff that like I, I do think the game does like a pretty decent job of like, you know, either nudging you towards like figuring out certain things on your own. But like I, I did mention like before we played that uh like round altogether that I had inadvertently like actually spoiled how to do two unlocks because like it, uh, a good way that it like gives you hints are like through the challenges page where it'll like give you like each challenge unlocks either a new item, a new artifact, uh, yeah. a new character. And those are pretty decently like at the same time vague, but also like you can figure things out. Um, like all the like ones to unlock characters, I think are really self-explanatory and really obvious, but there were like just a couple, like, and I, I had played this game for like 60 hours, 70 hours or something like that. And there were just two secrets that like, I could not figure out. And like, I didn't really want to get spoiled on them, but like, right. I did want to, I did need an additional hint outside of just like the, what was given in the game and like. I, I was I was honestly a little bummed that like I I looked up uh, I looked for that and instead of just getting a tiny hint got the whole thing spoiled for me uh, so I was like yeah. I, I I did kind of regret looking into it but at the same time as soon as I figured it out I was like well I never would have fucking figured that out on my own like, <laughs> yes <laughs> I played this game for seventy hours I'd play it for another seventy and not get any closer to figuring those out like. <laughs> I, 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 I even like one, the one that we ended up doing as a group together, like, uh, like I had figured out half of it, but like, I had no way, like once I had no way of knowing that that was half of figuring it out. Like that could have been like a third or like the entirety. There's, it's, there's, right. there's a lot of, uh, secrets in the game. And I like the fact that, you know, it does a good job of communicating most of it to you. And like, even like, with this new update and introduced artifacts and uh, the thing that I loved about the artifacts is that uh, like there's an area that you have to go to in order to like start uh, the whole process of unlocking an artifact and the area that you go to front and center has like like the clue or whatever like this tablet that explains or like has a pattern on it. And, like, I think that that is, like, as obvious as it can get without explicitly stating, press these buttons in this order to get that. And then, I still like, had no clue what that meant at the time. <laughs> like, I, besides yeah. you saying it. <laughs> I, I know, but, like, I, I did the same thing that I did where I just I just led you guys to that area. Yeah. And then I, I didn't tell you anything else. So I just, like, sat back and watched you guys do it. <laughs> so, like... That's true. Like, and then, like, there was... Uh, in one of the area like one of the levels there's a fairly obvious uh like tablet uh and but like it's uh you know kind it's either broken in half or kind of obscured and like then that leads you to like think oh maybe there are more of these hidden everywhere and right. then that is what like builds your curiosity and then you start looking for things and then you're just i just love the way the game like just pushes you like to just explore and do more outside of just like the regular like beat these enemies move to the teleporter do this do the actual point of the game and like right. i 
at the point that I'm at in the game, I'm just exploring and just having fun doing weird challenges or like trying to do the dumbest things that I could possibly do. Sure. <laughs> I feel like I would have no idea that those things even existed in this game unless I played with you or like deep dived uh, research online about it. Like, cause the game at its core is just like, yep, shoot the bad guys, get to the teleporter, you know, get mm-hmm. to hundred percent, move on, move on, move on, like upgrades, keep building on it. It's a roguelike, you know, get stronger over time. Oh, you didn't win this time. Do it again. But like, there's this whole other aspect that just, that blew my mind when you were our guru that like showed us around and showed us, I don't even know, like four or five major secrets that I'd have no clue about. That was like, mm-hmm. I just had a great time with that. Yeah, and yeah, I got like was four a... characters unlocked and like all kinds of shit at the end of that. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a super fun run. And and we haven't even mentioned that, like, that you know, we mentioned kind of the quality of life, but they have this thing running on Switch now yeah. at like 60 frames per second, like just running totally smooth like we didn't really have <laughs> felt any, like a any hiccups whatsoever game. it really did we were kind of making it like D- our dj mentioned our buddy mikey was like saw it in action on him playing on the ps4 one time and it was like oh i didn't even realize that was risk of rain too and he's like, mikey's always trying to talk shit about the switch <laughs> um so but yeah i now playing it now is i was like yeah hey, he kind of has a point it does kind of look like a different game <laughs> I, like it feels like a different game it really does. It's so smooth, though. It, it feels great. And yeah, the artifacts just being like kind of modifiers of different ways you can play the game. Yeah, just really cool. I have I, I don't know if we did we unlock any of those in that run or. Yes, I think we, we unlocked. One, right. The, yeah. The main the first one that like is they have like the tablet right in front of the like that's artifact right. Yeah. Gate. Um, but yeah, like uh they, they, yeah, I, I, th- I think I like uh, told you guys to take a screenshot of like the other one yeah. that we found in the level. And then, yeah, because like, that, that is basically what I, I do is like, I'll just hunt around. And as soon as I find one, like have that screenshot saved in my switch and I can just pull that up when I go back next time. And it's, uh, it's so great. I love it. It's so a blast. Much. Yeah, it's such a good game. And I, and I will say, like, it, I think maybe it is uh, it does m- m- take a certain type of person who like, I, I, honestly, I didn't figure out all the things that I showed you guys after one run. Like I right. found it out like after dozens and dozens and it just happened to, that be, to be that like, oh yeah, like I enjoy playing this game period that like little by little I would figure these things out. Like even like I had randomly gotten to one of the secret areas and like I only got to it through one way and like I that felt kind of like a back door kind of way to get to it. And then yeah. when like and like hour sixty, I figured out the official way or the normal way to get to that secret area. And I was like, Jeez. Oh, that's something that I that had never occurred to me until just now. So I could totally see that being frustrating to someone who doesn't necessarily enjoy like just playing the same thing over and over again like i do but think of the undercover depth there that's like amazing like multiple pathways to get to these secrets and things like that honestly i will say that was probably one of my favorite multiplayer experience of like the last several years personally like I play a lot of online like competitive games, but that was fun. And like I mentioned before, kind of like a fantasy star online type of experience to me that I hadn't felt in a while. And it was great. I loved it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. Yeah. Cause when I'm playing online, it's usually like rocket league yeah. or just something that I'm just kind of mindlessly competing, but yeah, I'm not usually like teaming up unless I'm playing Diablo, but yeah, right. well, we all know what my experience yeah. with Diablo is. So, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Hey, it's on me. I, I was going to even mention when Randall said he took a few runs of risk of rain before we started, I was like, he, see, he took his own advice that what I should have taken do. with Diablo. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, I think we we can pretty much wrap up the risk of rain too there though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been spending most of my time this week messing around, uh, just this last weekend, uh, as of the time that we're recording this, the, uh, game makers toolkit, uh, game jam for 2020 just ended. Yeah. Um, and if you're, I guess real quick, if you're unfamiliar with the concept of a game jam, it's like, uh, usually just like a set amount of time. And it's uh, the way I think of it is just kind of like those like chef shows where it's like at the last second, they're like, and the secret ingredient <laughs> is this. It's kind of like that. You have like a, sometimes like this particular game jam was over the weekend so 48 hours and then at the last minute they reveal that the theme is out of control and so you just have Hmm. to somehow incorporate the theme of out of control in any way that you choose uh and then you just have to do all of the coding for the game within 48 hours Uh, there's no real rules to it and i don't think you win anything really other than just like people find your game and stuff and that's a pretty big deal Um, though like that's a lot of exposure (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I found a ton of awesome little like I've probably played about a dozen games or so, and I'll, I'll just kind of briefly mention a handful that I had a, a really good time with and were I thought were just really unique. Um, one that I thought was really, really fun was a rotational shift. Um, and there's actually been a post jam update of this since that just kind of tweaks some of the bugs like, huh. OK, now there's like the stuff that I didn't get to quite tweak, you know, in, in time for the jam. That's cool. uh, but this is actually from Andrew Gleason, uh, who made Which Way. Um, which I also really liked. And this is kind of like an action single screen puzzle game with like moving conveyor belts. And you have four different workers. There's a red, blue, green, and yellow. And then there's like a spinning wheel at the top of the screen that will just spin every like five seconds or so. And whatever it lands, kind of like a wheel of fortune wheel, but whatever (laughs) color it lands on, you will then immediately switch to that worker. So you're only controlling one at a time and you're trying to grab these boxes and just hit your quota and like on that the first level you have to get eight boxes to like the end of this like conveyor belt and like some of the platform you'll have to like pick up like the red worker with the yellow guy and throw him over like jump and then throw him over a gap so that you can get to where like the box spawns from and then every time you collect a box a new box spawns um but it's yeah it's just a lot of fun i couldn't even beat the second level like it was so hard (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how many levels there are or anything but and i wasn't it wasn't because i was running into bugs or anything i mean every once in a while there'd be like a little snag like i was having a hiccup like trying to pick up a box or something but yeah it, it was just really tough but just really charming really fun um and something that easily like if this was like fleshed out like if they had more than two days and a lot of games do you know they're able to take the idea from a game jam and evolve it into a full game so I'm oh yeah excited to see if any of these get turned into um full concepts but that one was a ton of fun i also played a game uh, earlier today actually called a uh, pong Jin. Uh, like kind of like dungeon, but with pong instead okay. of instead of dung. Um, but yeah, it's like you you are in control. So you're it's a single screen. Like you're, there's a paddle at the bottom of the screen, so kind of like breakout or arkanoid. Yeah. Um. So as opposed to pong, more like breakout or arkanoid. And when when the ball is in play, um, there's no real consequences for when it's not in play, other than it keeps track of how many times you misses, but when the uh, or how many times you miss and like die or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when the ball is in play, there's also a beetle that you're in control of in the field that you can move like one tile at a time, like kind of grid based. So it's almost like a top down dungeon 
puzzle solver. How are you like almost like adventure time? So you as you're you're as you're moving your character to the left, the beetle, the paddle is also moving to the left. So like you're always so like (laughs) again sometimes and the ball also as it's in play, like the more it ricochets off the wall, it just keeps building up speed over time too. Um, But you're kind of doing like little like adventures of Lolo type puzzles. Like you got to go get the key and like push this block in front of these. But there's eventually there's like traps. Like there's arrows shooting at the beetle that you got to dodge and like. Every time the beetle dies, it goes back to like its initial spawn point. So it just it gets actually really tough, really wow. tricky. Um, and for all these games too, I actually recorded videos in that 15 minutes of uh, game series that nice. I've been doing on our YouTube channel. So if you're curious about any of these, but I highly recommend just going to check them out because a lot of them are uh, just available. Like you can play them right in your browser. I think uh, they encourage that just like, hey, more people will play your game if totally. they can just oh, be yeah. browsing around and boot it up. So a couple more I wanted to mention real quick. These were uh, like kind of at the very top of the charts as far as like just people's ratings. The Actually, the number one game, which I played a few days before and I mean, I did find these just by browsing the popular games, um, but it's called You Are Now Possessed. And it's another it's like a tile based movement puzzle game um, where you control a character and like, a, you know, you're moving up, down, left or right, like one tile at a time. Yeah. But once you collect like on the very first level, you have there, there's no music, nothing. You collect this ukulele and then you're possessed after that. And then so every movement you make, there's like a a sequence of events below on the bottom of the screen. So like you get one move and then what your possessed move is like below that. So like, Oh geez, you get a turn and then your possession gets a turn. So it'll be like, hmm. you move, you move to the left one and then, Oh, now it moves you up one tile automatically and you have no choice. So you kind of have to navigate and make sure you're not falling off like the play field. That's kind of cool. Are so you all aware? That's like, yeah. I was about to ask the same thing. Is that like telegraphed at the, yeah, it's on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. You can, it's on the bottom of the screen. So you always know like you, it's part of the puzzle solving. Like you have to like definitely solve some of the puzzles in very specific uh, ways. Like some of them you can kind of go around in different patterns, but they're very much like prescribed solutions. Like you have to go around this way. And even, they even incorporate attacking into the game later with enemies. There's only like a little over a dozen levels, but like, There'll even be like a sword that is pointing up or a sword that's pointing to the right. And you have to time it perfectly to like, okay, I'm going to be on this tile so that the enemy will then move onto the the tile next to me so that my character will auto attack because you you have no means of attacking. Otherwise, it's all only when you're possessed. So that was actually the number one ranked game in that. It just has like a really cool like pixel art, like Day of the Dead art style. Nice. Um, Just a really, really cool game from a a developer, like a group of developers called Lone Bot. And so I'm really excited to check out more games from them. Cool concept. Um, yeah. And then another one that uh, I also really loved real quick, which was the third ranked game in the uh, game jam, like overall was a uh, pink river. And it's another like arcade roguelike and you're uh, controlling. You start out with these seven boxes on a raft and th- they consist of your raft. And it's kind of tile based again. Yeah. And you control this character that can just move. It's like 2D pixel art, but it's sort of 3D, like isometric art style. A little bit of a cell shading look on that one, too. The look on that's beautiful. It's really, yeah, it's really eye popping. Yeah, Yeah. it's like just really these vibrant, like pink and black and white. Like it's so cool looking. That's definitely why I checked it out. Oh, yeah. um, Just because it caught my eye. And then you're able to like pick up these boxes. So you're, you're not, you're just constantly moving forward down the river. And you have to like pick up the boxes and move them around to avoid different enemies and different. Uh, they'll just be like bombs floating in the river and mines and but also different boxes that you can keep picking up to add to your raft. So you're right. kind of just like 
breaking your raft apart, splitting it up, and just trying to get like as far down as you can, collect as many gems as you can. Um, I don't know if there's like anything beyond, like if there's an end game. I think yeah. it, it felt more arcadey to me. It felt like it was just like get a high score, right? Um, but I do think that I feel like there was something more because like you could collect your dead corpse and like recollect all your coins if you had died mm-hmm. um, on the next run. So like. Just again, uh, like just so many cool concepts and just just to what people can do. And this is actually made by the developer uh, who made uh, if you guys are familiar with the game Hell is Other Demons. Hmm. Uh, It's a game that I just noticed on Switch. It's like uh, I haven't played it, but it looks really cool. It's just like a really like neon, like single screen bullet hell platform shooter. I I don't know. It looks really cool. So I definitely have even extra like more incentive to want to check that game out now after playing this. So again, yeah, these game jams are. Um, some of the games I mentioned were from developers that I already knew, like Andrew Gleason. But this one is like, man, I'm definitely going to check out. And again, there's a handful more that I've recorded some videos of, but I don't want to just keep rambling about uh, this game jam. But I uh, yeah, just really, really cool. This is my first time kind of actually not participating in the sense that I made anything, but just like actually playing some of the stuff. Right. And, uh, As it happened. Link... Yeah. Yeah. And I will put a link in the video description because the, uh, the, uh, Mark Brown, the like head or the, the guy of game makers toolkit, um, made a video that just uh, came out today, the day we're recording, um, that of his like favorite 20 games in the, uh, obviously he didn't play all 5,000 of them that were submitted, <laughs> but he said of the ones he played, uh, these were like his 20 favorite uh, concepts. So I'll put a link to that just so like if you're looking to kind of dabble around and check some stuff out and maybe find a few new developers. I liked your video that you did, too, on uh, the 15 minutes a game of that Pink River game. Yeah, I forget same. the name of it again, but yeah. yeah, Pink River. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a fun one. I, the developer even mentioned like, oh, it's fun to watch you fi- try to figure some yeah. of that stuff out. And I was like, yeah, I don't I don't know if I figured that out, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just the gift from that, like I was wasn't even watching it with sound, like just the way it looked and like the like, I don't know, the controls of it like made me like immediately be like, OK, I need to see this that I need to look Same. more into that. Yeah, like on the Itch.io page or when you're like on a lot of pages or on when you're just browsing on Itch.io, if you just hover over like the thumbnail, it'll just start scroll like showing you a GIF. And that's like all I needed to see of that game. And I was just like immediately like, yep, download that one. I, <laughs> yep. try, I have to try that. That's so cool. Yeah, but I know, John, uh, before you uh, you had mentioned that you picked up this game and started playing it a while back. And I know you mentioned you started uh, getting into it again. But what have you been uh spending some time with lately so i've been playing uh in other waters which is a it's billed as a narrative exploration game uh it's developed by jump over the age uh published by fellow traveler uh Hmm. so that's a good company right there um but it caught my eye like I i think i saw a review of it over on paste games um who were they were describing it as a sort of a Metroidvania, but like in a like top down, like re- it's a really constrained minimalist uh, game. Like you play as uh, a an AI like underwater like aerosuit, like you are on an alien planet and you are a sentient uh like exploration suit that you know someone uh who is a a xenobiologist you're looking for like alien life forms uh like this doctor she finds you and she goes in she's trying to find uh like 
her uh, former crew member or like uh, then that was gone missing on this planet. And you, there's not a lot of like mobility that you would typically think of in terms of like a Metroidvania, like right. the way, like the, the very beginning of it, I think is a, it just throws you into like navigating the UI and it's very difficult and not super <laughs> like evident but i think it's actually a really effective way because it puts you in like a low stakes like uh first settings you're not going to run out of air you're not going to run out of power and it's just you testing and it's it kind of fits narratively too where like you know this doctor finds you and like she's trying to like get you to uh like move to a certain point but like even like within the narration like she doesn't have complete control over you as the like ai in the suit like it is sort of a like uh cooperative effort between the two of you like so she's mostly taking notes as you're observing different flora and fauna underwater in this area and you're just like very slowly and deliberately like scanning new areas which are points that you can then like every every single thing that you do is a deliberate and like sequential move so first you have to scan a point before you can move then you have to select that point and then you can move to it so like it, it is there are eventually you do get a boost thing so like you can move a little bit faster but like even that isn't like an automatic upgrade you'd have to select and like designate <laughs> that you are going to use x amount of your oxygen to like and dedicate it to the boost signal <laughs> like it it is a very like it just deliberate game like i yeah I think deliberate's a so good like, word for that sounds yeah. like so you're not you're not in direct control of the character or, or like the AI yes. that you're controlling. Like okay. you, you are in, in the fact that like, you know, you're, you're the one making all the choices, but like, right, you can't right. just like move. Like that is not a, like, you're not using a joystick to move in a direction. Like, yeah. It's not like top down Zelda style right. running you're, around the map. Yeah. You're using one joystick to choose the direction that you are like, uh, putting your cor- your cursor in and like then you're moving to that area and like but it is such like a robust system like you get to uh, like a point that you can collect samples in and then you select another menu on your ui and then that like you start uh like uh rotating the uh uh, joystick so that you can make sure that you're lined up properly before you can hit up and down to close the clamps on the like sample and then it moves it to your sample like but like wow. all all throughout all of this there's just this gorgeous soundtrack that is really good at setting an atmosphere and like it just looks beautiful nice. like it is an nice. a very uh I don't even like it's in neon. It's mostly like the the first area is like teal and yellow. And there's just a lot of like really striking designs. And like, you don't actually see uh, like the, in the UI, you don't see what like uh, organisms look like. They're just either like a collection of dots on that. 
But then as you collect more and more information, as you scan enough of them, after you like gather enough like organic samples of them and take them back to your base and analyze them, then you eventually unlock like sketches of these. Mm. So like that is only through doing a lot of work in the game that you actually get to like as a player see what like the like biologist is seeing throughout all of this and i think like that has been the reward for me like yes there's a story and there's a lot of exploration but like every time that i get like enough like information of the game to actually see and be rewarded with just seeing a single sketch of like yeah. an alien life form but like it's you're getting all of these like context clues like oh this is a really like uh this is all surrounded by spores that are attacking like your oxygen supply or like this is just like high currents but like all you're really seeing is a topographic map and like some dots on your radar system so like i i just think it's wow. a really really effective game at like making you want to explore and just which is again everything that i love to do in these games is just like poke and prod and figure Scan out a little and bit explore. more i love it yeah that is a really cool format too to like explore a game this way and be a biologist in a very like minimalist design and yeah looking at the screenshots i love just the color schemes that they've chosen it's beautiful yeah. yeah yeah it's awesome really like bold and like yeah like striking just like john said yeah, yeah. that was the word i was exactly going to use but it's totally yeah it looks really cool um i think the uh, i was reading a little thing that they posted on switch that the developer had written up and they he even said like i kind of wish they like imagine if you were like samus aaron but you instead of being a bounty hunter you were a biologist right. <laughs> and that was kind of like the concept so like, yeah pretty cool but I know, uh, Randall, I know everyone's been, you know, all the talk's been that Donkey Kong Country yeah. finally, <laughs> finally, finally came to the Nintendo Switch Online service. But yeah. more likely than not, you already know about Donkey Kong Country. You would and think. Randall's, uh, <laughs> you know, Randall's digging through the the deep stuff, the deep cuts on the NES. <laughs> yes. So what have, what have you been playing, uh, Randall? Yeah, I'm, I'm into more of the weird shit. But, you know, we, <laughs> well, that's that. I mean, we can we talk Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong country. I have yeah. no problem with that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we love some Donkey Kong. Don't obviously I love some Donkey. Kong. Yes. But if if you played enough video games, you're aware of Donkey Kong country. So I bring you to the immortal on the NES <laughs> online service, which to me, like, so I've got over 100 NES games. I know about a lot more NES games, but the immortal was a game that I knew nothing about before i launched it which is a pretty rare thing on that platform um because i love the nes uh, mm -hmm. yeah i'm also not familiar with this one at all like this is whatever you say is all news to me i haven't even <laughs> checked it out on the nes online yet yeah and this was one of the it was one of the later ish uh nes games in the overall scheme of things it came out in 1990 actually ea was involved in it which was interesting but this was uh, a pc game first and you can definitely tell that it was mm -hmm. a PC game of like the 80s before it came to NES. It is that through and through. Um, this game, The Immortal, is it's like an isometric dungeon crawler where you play as this old wizard that can shoot fireballs. Um, the the control is okay, I would say. <laughs> Uh, are, you, are you doing some jumping at all? No, 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 no jumping. Because okay. I know some of those isometric games, those like European isometric games yeah. with the jumping and platforming are like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Sometimes people give too much shit about that, though. Like stuff like Landstalker, people are like, that's unplayable. I'm like, no, nah, it's, it's all right. 
Like, you just got to get used yeah, to it. Yeah, it's just a little frustrating yeah. as well. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about, though. But this is... Okay. Uh, this is isometric, but yeah, you, you display an old wizard that walks around and can, uh, look at items, you know, or like explore items, open doors and shoot fireballs. And, uh, but unfortunately it's PC game from that time period, which means it's extremely trial and error in the Mm. gameplay, like trap floor tiles that you don't know are there until you've trialed and aired enough times to know exactly which way you're going through each room <laughs> okay and is it like an action game or is it like have rpg elements like it wants to be an rpg but it mm. seems like at its core it's pretty linear as far as how you should be getting things to open other things so are um, like are, is there, are there any like save points or are you just basically trying to reach the end and beat it in like uh, one sitting? I did not encounter save points. I only was able to play the first level. This is all from last night because I'm like, yeah. Yeah, let, me, let me just check <laughs> this shit out. Um, but my save points were using the uh, <laughs> emulator overlay to create yeah. save states. With yes. the thing that makes most of the NES games playable on the <laughs> Switch Online. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Especially ones like this. So I'm like, oh, nope. Fake floor. All right. Oh, yeah. Just course. rewind. A couple of screens. Let's try again. <laughs> yeah. Let's go around. Oh, there's a bat I couldn't really see. It took my health down too much. Let's. Let's use that rewind feature again. Uh, in a, a lot of that, thankfully, uh, my wife Tino wasn't was very patient watching that, where she didn't mind. But um, yeah, it is that. Um, I, there's also a weird, kind of funny battle system where, like, there are a few like creature or skeleton enemies that you you'll like come up, like you're gonna talk to them, but then you go into this kind of fight sequence where it's you versus them. And the closest thing I can equate the battling to there is kind of like if you've ever played um, like Blades of Steel or any of the like NHL like 93 games where it's just you're just mashing on the punch button. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can either avoid or you can punch. (laughs) So you enter like a separate like battle screen or is it okay? Okay. It's a separate battle screen and and the wizard's butt is very well defined. Uh, (laughs) That was something we noticed. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta pay attention to the detail. Yeah, you do. That's what I'm bringing to this podcast is the details. Um, but yeah, otherwise too, the, the only other thing that adds a little bit of complexity to that is you have kind of a fatigue mil- meter that builds up. So you can't just mm. spam punch over and over and over again because they mm-hmm. will avoid enough times that then you're leaving yourself open to get slammed and coming by health is is not easy um there's like a couple of times i opened treasure chests that had health but most of the time it's nowhere to be found it's just a really harsh early 80 early mid 80s pc game that got ported to nes um cool as a curiosity but definitely not something I would recommend in general. Mm-hmm. But if you have the <laughs> Switch one, Online service, you can play to, it. Yeah, not one, not one that you're adding to your cartridge collection? Uh, no. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I could see people fair, loving this game if they memorized it. It's one of those type of games. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like if you grew up playing it yeah. and already have it baked into your brain yes. from it being in your collection as a kid, yes. then yeah, you might be able to 
get some enjoyment out of it. But yeah, it's still like you said, though, it is still cool to like fire up some of these games and just see what they're all about. Oh, totally. I, you know, even though we've played a lot of retro stuff, yes. I think all of us, but like, um, you know, we haven't played everything. So and haven't no. even heard of everything in a lot Far of cases. So it. it's, it's especially it. just fascinating to me because like it does come from like an era that like I don't have any familiarity with in terms of like dungeon crawlers. Cause like, yeah, for me it was all like post doom. So everything, yeah. every dungeon crawler that I ever played, like in back in the day was like all like those 3d mazes where the walls were popping up. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> yep. I'm just like trying to wrap my head around like, Oh like, yeah. How would you approach that game before doom existed? So like right. I just think it's fascinating to like think about how like people approached trying to do something similar but like without like any language to do it in the way that I'm familiar with. I think that's a good point too and I think that's why I'm still drawn to a lot of retro experiences because they haven't been so fine-tuned. People are just is wild west, right? People are experimenting mm-hmm. with different ideas and seeing what worked and what didn't and iterating or not. Maybe it's just a one-off game that, you know, also happened to be a licensed thing and that was the only game of its type to exist for a while. Like I love finding those retro experiences even if they're clunky there's always something interesting about them absolutely yeah it's funny you say that too randall because back when we had that retro conversation that was kind of what we had suggested is like because that that again is kind of that void that indie games sort of fill now is like exploring these one-off concepts or you know maybe there's there isn't it's not all about can we make a sequel out of this or can we turn it into this bigger thing it's like it might just be especially with these little game jam games I was playing. Yeah. It's like, here's just like a core concept or two. And that, you know, sometimes that limitation just like breeds more creativity, Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. So, yep. That's yeah. what draws me to those experiences over and over again. For so sure. Not more to come with the immortal. That I'm not <laughs> fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. I still kind of want to check it out just to see what it looks like. I would though, recommend again, checking it out just because you can. Yeah, just to boot it right. up. Curiosity. Yeah. You know, you know me. I got to at least see the title screen. So <laughs> actually, the, um, the box art is actually really cool for it, too. It's like this wizard and it's like a pretty good box art for the time, which is saying something. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that even about the best NES games. No. Some of the best yeah. NES games. So no. Yeah. But uh, but I think we can pretty much call it a week uh, at this point. Yeah, guys. Yes, oh, sir. yeah. Cool. Well, uh, as always, you can find us on the internet at uh, pursuingpixels.com. Uh, we're on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Um, just all the links are in the episode description at the bottom and timestamps and all that. Yeah, Discord at the very bottom. There's a free invite. It's an infinite, no <laughs> expiration invite. Um, or not free, but yeah, no expiration. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but thanks for listening as always and uh, take care, everybody. Bye bye. See ya. I don't, yeah, I don't Come get on, why yeah. Nintendo, well, yeah, I mean, yes, I. it's not surprising that Nintendo treats all of their, like, IPs like sacred things that you can't yeah. mess with. Yeah, or, like, yes. But it's such a weird thing to be so, like, like you can't. This seems like, arbitrary. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, being that there's like Mario fucking soccer, Mario, te- it's like it's there's so it's so far fetched like oh, yeah. that Mario can do anything else. It's like you can just have 
multiple Mario universes. It's just uh, that it already is what exists. Camelot but, made know? my man Waluigi, and they're like, fucking no, you're done. Nobody's making any <laughs> more was, Mario that characters. That was the bridge too far. You're never allowed. No one's doing this ever again. We give you the keys for one tennis game, and look what you did. 20 years, no more. Oh. No, but then they do stupid shit like in Mario Kart, where it's like pink... Pink yeah, crazy pink cat peach or something. <laughs> it's just like sparkly cat peach Rosalina baby. I love the name pink it's like, gold peach. It's, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. 